You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. to pop culture fanatics if you're new to this i'm your boy your host val cisco and welcome once again to longtime fans of the podcast as well too this is at the movies a segment over here at pcf where we talk about things on the silver screen today's subject y'all already know we're gonna be talking about b-ball up to no good in your hood we're gonna be talking about space jam a new legacy a film that has started a bit of a ruckus for fans of nostalgia altogether we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty of this film a little personal history of my own right now with space jam and how i feel my anticipation for this film as well too guys you know me i'm a nostalgia buff and i love me some 90s that was the era where i grew up and i gotta say 1996 hell of a year whether it's professional wrestling whether it's sports whether it's cartoons it was the mecca of pop culture at that time especially with the looney tunes and their resurgence as well too you look at the Looney Tunes and you would have thought that even in the 90s, these characters were from a bygone era as well too, but no, coming back into action, no pun intended, um, you're having that with Kids WB and the fandom that that created with all those shows, Freakazoid, you know, Looney Tunes in general, Animaniacs, Hysteria, all these different shows for a new audience of children out there. You mix that a little bit with some Michael Jordan, you know, and his fandom and what he brought to the table as well too. A little slice of Americana mixed with some craziness. Now, Space Jam is very near and dear to me because you had that blend of live action and CG animation with some hand-drawn animation from the Looney Tunes as well too. has a buttload of pop culture references including the awesome Bill Murray that's also in that movie as well too. I just love the craziness, the kookiness of that movie. It, it definitely is in the hearts of many people who grew up in this time as well too. Um, now with the anticipation for this new film, Space Jam A New Legacy, it's going back and forth. I mean, I know this film has been in production hell uh, over the last couple of years and rightfully so with the last movie with the Looney Tunes back in action with Brendan Fraser, it did not pan out so well either. So were people ready for a new Space Jam? Were people ready for the Looney Tunes to come back into the light? Even though they've been in the light here and there, whether it's HBO Max or the Cartoon Network and whatnot, um, 
I just don't see the overall fandom for these characters. Like myself, I, I love the Looney Tunes, but in 2021, are they, I don't know, are they the, the pop culture icons that they were before? So, let's get a little uh, publication history right here. 2021 American live action slash animated sports comedy film directed by Malcolm D. Lee, serving as a standalone sequel to Space Jam from 1996. It is the first theatrically released film to feature the Looney Tunes character since Looney Tunes Back in Action from 2003. And it's also a combination of live action, traditional hand-drawn animation, and CG effects. Now guys, this is not a first whatsoever, especially with the original Space Jam from 1996. We've had films like Cool World and of course, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So this is not new whatsoever, but god damn it, I do love this style of mix-mashing live action with that hand-drawn animation it's kooky it's fun but it gives you everything you want from of course a looney tune adaptation right all right so the film stars basketball player lebron james himself as a fictional version of himself along with don cheeto chris davis and cedric joe in their live action roles um, Jeff Bergen is also in there, and Zendaya playing some of the Looney Tune characters. Um, set in a shared Warner Brothers virtual space multiverse. We'll touch back with that a little later as well, too. The film follows LeBron James teaming up with the Looney Tunes to win a basketball game um, against a digitized champion or champions to rescue his son from a rogue artificial intelligence. So, when you're looking at this film, yes, does it follow the same plot points as the original Space Jam? In some aspects, yes and no. There are small differences. The biggest difference, I will say, right now is the shared Warner Brothers universe. If you're a fan of movies like Ready Player One, you're absolutely going to deep dive into this movie and love the little Easter eggs you find in this. If you're a fan of Warner Brothers media altogether, you know, whether it's, you know, the Hanna-Barbera cartoons like the Flintstones or the Herculoids, which... God damn it, they made an appearance in this movie as well, too. You're gonna go crazy. Scooby-Doo, the Jetsons, they're in this movie. King Khan, um, different variations of, of, of DC characters are in this as well, too. The references go on and on and on. And it's one of these movies where you need to freeze frame um, some of the things that are happening in the background because there's so much going on that you just want to nibble at you just want to see you want to enjoy and take in and i could appreciate that about this movie right here talks for space jam's successor began after the release of the first film um so many directors were attached to this as well too um of course things kind of fell by the wayside, especially with michael jordan's refusal to return to the film as well too several possible spin-offs focusing on other athletes including jeff gordon tiger woods and tony hawk were also discussed but it never came into fruition after several years being in the back burner, a LeBron James-led sequel was officially announced in 2014. Space Jam A New Legacy premiered in Los Angeles, California 
on July 12, 2021 and was released in the United States on July 16th simultaneously in theaters and through the HBO Max app as well too for a month after its theatrical release. The film has grossed $94 million worldwide and received generally negative reviews from both critics who found it very shady in several ways as well too lacking the quirkiness from the original film and its humor um so that's really it right there that's like the the basis right now let's talk about my thoughts on the film i have to say i do not agree with the critics with this movie the critics are bashing this movie as much as possible this movie has a runtime of 115 minutes um, not a long movie whatsoever, in my opinion. It kind of flies by. Is this a product placement for a lot of Warner Brothers IPs? Definitely. But if you're Warner Brothers, well, why wouldn't you use these IPs, right? Um, does it have the magic of the original Space Jam? I like to argue new fans that watched the original Space Jam and say maybe... It's a little old hat for them. This is this generation's Space Jam. I will say that. And I remember when Space Jam came out, people weren't as happy with the idea of that movie either. They were paying that as well too, of the silliness and kookiness as well too. I think in, in a 2021 era, matching LeBron James with the Looney Tunes and other IPs as well too, I believe it's a success. I think this movie is a fun family movie, as the original Space Jam was. I love the fact that they have a shared universe with multiple IPs shown in this movie. Whether you're seeing Daffy Duck um, in DC's world, essentially, and you're seeing, you know, the animated Superman and the animated Batman and uh, in like that universe, you know, you're getting like those those Bruce Tim animations. That's just fantastic. And the scene of Daffy Duck um, trying to be his own Superman and Porky Pig trying to help him, you know, establish himself as a superhero. I found that adorable and then you're seeing superman save the day as well too from a runaway train it it brought me back to being a kid right there um when you're looking at lebron james and and bugs bunny trying to round up the gang who the gang essentially is in different universes different worlds trying to find success since looney tunes aren't you know that successful in 2021 i found that interesting as well too we get into the matrix world where we get LeBron and Bugs Bunny full-fledged leather outfits doing all the Matrix cues. I absolutely love that part right there. You're getting Game of Thrones references. You're going into other universes like, um, hell, Rick and Morty make an appearance as well too. You know, with their whole shtick as well. I absolutely love the Casablanca is in this as well too. There's a Mad Max Fury Road scene which I found incredible with Wile E. Coyote as one of the, <laughs> as one of the like the young boys. <laughs> uh, all dressed in white and just like attacking cars say witness me doing the aerosol spray in their mouth. Like, like that was as a fan of those movies 
mixing Looney Tune characters with them, it is just fantastic. I couldn't complain about that. Yes, it, it, it definitely is an oversaturation of different IPs in one movie, but so was Ready Player One, and yeah, that movie got kind of panned as well too, but critically, but it was still a fun movie seeing all those IPs together. Same thing with this, same thing with Wrecked Ralph, and I'm pretty sure with Free Guy, you're going to get the same thing as well too. But if you're a fan of all of that, if you're a fan of different um, IPs like Game of Thrones, like Mad Max, like The Matrix, and having different things, Lola Bunny, seeing Lola Bunny in in the mascara, trying to um, be a Amazon uh, in front of Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, who's played by Rosario Dawson, that was phenomenal as well too. Like just seeing all these different characters mingle with all these different IPs was just fantastic. Like, as a fan, you would like that. As a critic, you're gonna probably roll your eyes, like, why do I need to see this? But as a fan of pop culture, you're gonna absolutely love it. The acting. Um, I wouldn't say it's LeBron James' best acting. I've seen him in other movies as well, too, and I think he does a fine job. I feel like this right here was okay, but it was turned up to a to an 11 with the campiness. I definitely agree with that. Um, but I can make the same argument with Michael Jordan in the original Space Jam movie as well too. He was just a bunch of one-liners. I don't think in one in in, in any way was Michael Jordan um, an Oscar-worthy actor in that movie whatsoever. <laughs> I don't think he's ever been. I think he played a good performance for that time. And he was surrounded by capable actors that enhanced the movie. And the same goes for this movie. I found that funny as well, too. There was a, uh, a majority of these actors are, are far better than Le LeBron James, but they make the most of this movie. Don Cheadle, fantastic villain in this movie. I absolutely loved him playing the villain Algae Rhythm, uh, an evil computer AI whose name is a pun on algorithms. So right there, Cedric Joe as Dominic James, the fictional son of LeBron James, to me almost stole the show as well too with his interactions with LeBron. This kid is such a capable actor, I cannot wait to see what he does in the future for films as well too. He was just fan fantastic going back and forth i just found this i just found him very endearing as a character just you know the father-son dynamic he makes that for me right there um and so many different cameos from this anthony davis part of like the goon squad taking on the toon squad you know the goon squad being like um Algae Rhythms, um, uh, Monstars, if you will, from the original film, altered versions of NBA stars. You have Anthony Davis playing the Brow, a male Harpy-like member of the Goon Squad. Uh, Damian Lillard playing Cronus, a robotic member of the Goon Squad. Clay Thompson as well, too, playing Wetfire, an elemental member of the Goon Squad. Um, I love that. Like, little things like that was just fantastic scene. The Goon Squad alone was just fantastic with all their different powers and all their different ways of and variations of using their powers in the game. Um, I thought it was pretty damn creative. I thought the the way that they played basketball as well too um, 
designed, of course, by LeBron's son in the game because he, you know, he doesn't really want to play basketball. He wants to be a game engineer. He wants to facilitate different games for this new generation. The game he came up with as well, too, is like a callback to MG M M. Ooh, look at me, I'm just stuttering over here. NBA Jam. It, it's like NBA Jam and NBA Streets mixed together. It's fantastic. It's fun. Very arcadey, and I like the fact that. Because of this, you're seeing LeBron very old school in the way, just wants to play basketball, wants to teach his son basketball because that's all he knows. And his son found a, a fun and and crazy way to maybe connect with his dad, but also do his thing as well too. And to see the backlash that he gets from LeBron, like, I don't want that, that's not basketball, that's not real. But to see that interjected in the Space Jam game with the Looney Tunes and of the Goon Squad as well too playing. It was cool power-ups and combos and style points and things of that nature. This is what kids like today. Like, I'm not going to be a grandpa right now with my, you know, 33 years in life and say, oh, this is not the movie for me because I can understand that this movie is a space jam for you know the 11 to 17 year old audience right now that has their favorite stars that has a style of gaming that they want to play as well too has you know the pop culture references that they want to see as well too mixed with things that we the older audience love as well too once they get into the Space Jam game and they're seeing the audience in attendance, there's people um, that are live streaming this, get sucked into the to the multiverse, if you will. And then you also have the other side of the crowd of just a oh, thousand of IPs showing up. You have King Kong showing up. You have the Iron Giant showing up to cheer this game. You have, like I said, different variations, variations of DC characters like the reason Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Is it the same Joker? No, actor? No, but um, they got a look-alike that looks pretty fucking hilarious, pardon my language. You know, you have, you know, the Jack Nicholson Joker making an appearance. You have the Danny DeVito Penguin making an appearance. You have all styles of Catwoman making an appearance from, from the 60s all the way down to the most recent incarnation. I love that. You have the Batmobile showing up. You have... Like I said, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, the Herculoids, Space Ghost, all these Hanna-Barbera IPs showing up as well too. The Gremlins showing up. Like there's so many pop culture references that you couldn't even count on the screen. You need to re-watch it to enjoy that. Um, so yeah, is it a simple film? Most definitely, but is it a fun film? Hell yeah. I, I think the strong performances by Don Cheadle, the strong performances by Cedric Joe, the st strong performances by the Looney Tune characters themselves, the IPs that they get to be put in to play around with, it's like a sandbox of different IPs, intellectual properties for people who are like, what the fuck are you talking about, Val? Um, makes it a fun movie. Yes, it's... <sighs> Yes, it's almost playing off the same idea as the first film, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? And I think it's a fantastic film. So me personally, when I left this theater, it blew my expectations away. And I had a fun time. I laughed. I felt emotionally invested with characters. Yes, did I know that everything was going to be okay at the end of the movie? Yeah, because this is a family movie. But did they pull my heartstrings for certain things? Like... Bugs Bunny almost dying in this movie, sacrificing himself? Oh yeah, 
I felt it, and I loved it. I loved it from the start to finish. I thought this was a fun, campy movie. So from me, I'm not Siskel and Eber. I am not, you know, the New York Times whatsoever. I am Val Siskel from Pop Culture Fanags, and we do things funky fresh over here. So out of the gold popcorns that we do with this podcast, we're going to give this movie, I'm going to say it right now, 2.5 gold popcorns out of 3. I want to give it a 3. I don't think this is a movie where I personally me personally would say that man like space jam legacy is like the bomb diggity popcorn.com i can't say that i can say that for for my kids watching this movie and talking about this movie 15 years from now i could definitely say that for them because they're more relatable to this subject matter right um, but can I say that I enjoyed this movie from start to finish with all the pop culture references, with all the IPs, with all the craziness and antics that were happening? Definitely. Yes, there's some pacing issues. Yes, there's some acting issues. Yes, there's some CGI wonkiness sometimes. Um, yes, it's fan service to the max of all these intellectual properties, especially with Rick and Morty. Like, did we need a Rick and Morty part? Possibly not, but did I mark out for it? Definitely did. Um... It's a fun damn movie. And for anyone to really pan this movie saying it's hot garbage, I've seen people give this uh, 22% out of Rotten Tomatoes. Why? Why? You're, you're judging hard on this for for no apparent reason whatsoever. It's just the same, these are the same people that review movies like Godzilla and say, well, there's not enough character development. It's a Godzilla movie. You're looking at Monster A versus Monster B or maybe other monsters as well to smash a city and go crazy. That's what we're trying to be invested with with these movies. We're trying to go in there and enjoy ourselves with this type of movie. If I want to go ahead and look at a movie like, I don't know, give me something here. Critically acclaimed. If, if I'm going to go in there and like watch Casablanca, right? Or Gone with the Wind, then I'm going to look at this movie under a microscope and say, okay, the acting, the settings, the pacing, things of that nature. Yeah, the cinematography. Yeah, I'm all in it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Fantastic fucking movie. I absolutely love that movie. I have a review for it. Go check it out. Um, yeah, I'm going to judge it by that. But when I'm looking at a movie like Space Jam Legacy, I'm not going here to, to enjoy Oscar-winning performances. No. I'm going in to enjoy the hell out of a fun, campy movie. It, that could have been totally worse. Looney Tunes Back in Action is a horrible movie. It has spots where it's funny. Brendan Fraser is adorable in that movie. But for the most part, it doesn't need to exist. This right here feels fun. It has even nods to the original. We don't get a Michael Jordan part, but hell, we get a Michael B. Jordan part, which is hilarious. We get, um, um, we get parts that reference, like, even the first film, like, oh, we have to, you know, win a basketball game to save the entire universe. That sounds pretty familiar, and they, you know, they wouldn't get the audience as well too i love that we get an animated hand-drawn lebron james interacting with looney tune characters i love it and then of course the cg animation when they actually play the game looks crisp as well it makes me want to watch a cg animated um looney tunes movie again it really does it makes me crave for it and if that's something right there that they were aiming for to to put the looney tunes back into 
a, a, a day and age where we want to see these characters again, then they succeeded. Gabriel Iglesias playing Speedy Gonzalez was a highlight for me as well, too. There's so many things to look at this movie and say, okay, fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's me right there. 2.5 gold popcorns out of three right there. Go watch Space Jam Legacy. It's in theaters now. It's on HBO Max right now. There is no excuse for you not to watch this movie. The only reason why you would probably hate this movie is if you didn't even like Space Jam the original. And for those people that are trying to stay away from this movie because it's not your Space Jam, have an open mind with it because there's so much to look forward to in this movie. There's so much to have fun in this movie. There's so much to look forward to later on if they were to even make a sequel. Like, a lot of fun parts in this movie that I think you all would love. That's my review of Space Jam. It's a fun, fantastic family movie full of pop culture references. That's it right there. Guys, pop culture fanatics on all pop culture or podcast networks out there um apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, and more pcf podcast on twitter pcf podcast on instagram and of course pop culture fanatics on facebook reach out to us if you don't agree with me whatsoever please let me know why do you hate space jam why was it horrible for you and i'll definitely i'll hear that Will I agree with it? Possibly not, but hey, we're all entitled to our own opinions. But um, watch it and give me your view on it. I want to hear from you guys as well, too. Um, and of course, me, myself, Lucha Valcisco on Twitter, Lucha Valcisco on Instagram. Guys, find me. If you want to add me, let me know what you guys thought about this. Please do so. That wraps it up for At The Movies. That, 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 that's all, folks, and I am out of here. Take care later, and of course, ciao.